Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. afternoon, nighttime. Let me not assume when y'all listen to these episodes. Anyway, hello. Nice to meet you virtually or talk to you again. I am so glad that you allow me the space to support you and help you. And if there's anything I can do, please reach out. Instagram at Amanda underscore chills or the website livemyhappyhealth.com. I wanted to let you guys know I am taking coaching clients. So if you have a goal that you are struggling to reach or you're like, I don't really know something is wrong, but I don't really know what to do, hit a girl up. Um, LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash contact. And perhaps I can support you. So my dudes, Zach is one of the nicest people that I know. Um, He went through losing his father quite young and has really, I don't want to say healed from it because I can't speak about his healing, but he seems to have really found a way to honor that journey and to move forward. And he is just lovely. Y'all are going to hear it. So hang back, relax, or don't, you know, whatever you want to (laughs) do with your life. Um, And you get to hear about Zach's journey into building his own business and trying to integrate into the community and and really finding a way to move on after a pretty tragic accident with his dad. And you'll hear about his resiliency and his strength. And as always, I hope that it helps you. All right, let's get started. Okay, y'all, welcome to the Root of Power podcast. Welcome back, fam. I am here with a local guy who is killing it right now in his business. We are so stoked about it. Zach Fry, who has a really cool, not cool, powerful story about why he got started doing what he's doing. So you guys are going to hear all about that. You're going to hear about the shoot for the moon dreams that he's got this year and how he's really grown as a person and as a business owner. So welcome, Zach. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, This is the first podcast I've ever done. So uh, uh, hopefully I don't choke. (laughs) If you do, it's going live anyways. Hey, so bad. Thanks for saying I'm not cool, by the way. No, no, you are cool, but your story is yeah, yeah, is not cool. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, I know what you mean. So, so will you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, I've I'm definitely like a a weird hybrid kid. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I was kind of like growing up. I was the kind of played sports. I did the I guess you could call it being a jock, but uh, I was also into like art and, you know, I was in like every semester taking an art class and um, my mom was actually my mom and dad were pretty, pretty big into, I think dad was a, 
he was a landscape architect. Um, and mom was a, she went to school for like, uh, just basically art education. Um, but yeah, we, we, uh, I was going through high school, you know, uh, it was, it was funny. I mean, we'd, we'd, you know, be playing in a football game or baseball game on Friday nights and, you know, I'd be doing art projects the whole weekend and <laughs> just mm-hmm. hanging out with friends. And I was always a, you know, uh, very chatty Kathy and uh, had a lot of, I mean, I was one about the popular kid, but uh, I was, we uh, had some fun, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, got to college, um, tried to do the sport thing in college, but um, my brother, he was a, um, he went to East Carolina university and I'd been down there a couple weekends and hung out with him. And mm-hmm. I, I quickly decided that the, uh, the private school, smaller school stuff was no fun compared to the, to the <laughs> crazy ECU lifestyle. So right. <laughs> um, we went there, uh, minor or I majored. I didn't know what that guy wanted to do. Um, I mean, I think a lot of kids go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took some art classes. I was, I technically was a graphic design major going into college. Um, and it, um, I still didn't really find my passion cause I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. And I was kind of like we're doing right now, sitting at a computer desk, doing art and trying to get used to the computer software. And, uh, it wasn't clicking. Like I just was, I was used to just working with my hands all the time and, kind of just um really just I was getting bored <laughs> I yeah. didn't I didn't want to be strapped into a computer desk all day and uh um and that was some uh I'd always work with my dad every summer like doing landscaping and I was like used to being in the heat sweating and you know mm-hmm. kind of always using my hands and feet and uh um and then I guess junior year I took a class that was um, the screen printing. It was like an introduction to screen printing, yeah. which was like making the t-shirts and the, mm-hmm. um, we started printing on like posters, just kind of how we learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, posters are cheaper than t-shirts. So yes. <laughs> yeah. If you ruin a piece of paper, it's not near as, near as expensive as a t-shirt. So, right. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Cause like um, we, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, man, I can do the design on the computer and like draw it, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then I can actually get on my feet and print it and, you know, put, push the squeegee back and forth yeah. and, 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 you know, kind of just bounce around a little bit and kind of going back to being one of those hybrid kids. It was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So uh, I kind of, I quickly fell in love with that. Um, and that was really cool. Um, and then I did the whole fraternity thing in school and the the older guys were like, Oh, Zach's an art major. He's he's the artsy fartsy guy. He, he's gonna make our t shirts. Yeah. And, uh, so we I didn't know how to make a t shirt and um But you knew how to print posters. I knew how to print posters. <laughs> but uh oh yeah, it's it's funny looking back at all the you know, the the trial and error kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, I remember if you don't cure a shirt at like 320 degrees, the ink will just fall out. Like when you wash and dry it. So it's a lot more scientific than most people know. Oh yeah. And I'm not scientific at all. I suck at math. I suck at science, YouTube and 
a lot of stuff was kind of the hey let's let's figure out what this is all about yeah um but luckily and this is kind of small world coming back to ashborough um i knew a guy named mike wheelis here at ink and stitches and uh he'd done our senior shirts in high school and mm -hmm. i was like hey how about i design a really cool design and you print it yeah <laughs> and, uh so he he was all on board, you know. I mean, more money in his pocket, more money in my pocket. And right. He um he was like he you know he was just like hey you know I'll do it for this and it was really cheap compared to what other people were doing stuff for and mm -hmm. I I would do it any other young entrepreneur did I I charge you know five extra bucks a shirt because mm -hmm. I mean it was my artwork so you know you get, you can't put a price tag on that so um we were just uh I we sold a bunch of shirts and just kept doing designs. And sure enough, we did stuff for other organizations and other clubs. And um, I kind of started slowly saving up for equipment. And um, and I'd come home every summer and work for my dad. And that was, I'd even put more money in the bank just trying to, you know, slave away in the summer. And um, so you uh, were quite young then that you wanted to own your own business. Yeah, it was weird. Like, well, no, not necessarily. I I feel like I kind of knew the screen printing path is what I wanted to do, or like the, just the apparel design. But I didn't know. I was still kind of young and didn't know if I wanted to take the big leap and you know start yeah. my own business. But I mean, it was kind of like a side hustle, you know. It was honestly beer money to go downtown every weekend, <laughs> more so. Uh, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, every kid's got a little saving account, and I just kind of uh, just kept plugging away at that. And because mm -hmm. um, um, you know, Mike here at Ink and Stitches, he told me he's like, man, like you, you're doing a lot of shirts, and you know, I'm, you know, you're becoming one of our bigger clients. <laughs> and yeah. he's you're a kid in college, so he's like, you probably should seriously maybe pursue about, you know, thinking about this as a career. And um, and that's kind of when, you know, obviously when you when you sell 300 t-shirts and you, you look at the, you know, profit you made and you're like, Whoa, I did this in, uh, in one week. You know I mean? It would take, it would make me, it would take a month or two working at the farm at dad's trying to make this, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you just kind of, I mean, these, these experiences you go through, you know, trials and tribulations and figure out kind of what's, uh, you know, what's good and what's bad. But, uh, which is such a good metaphor for life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like everything, they're like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, rah, 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 life's an experiment. Try it. If it works, keep doing it. If it sucks, stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And my, my grandpa, I mean, he's a, he was another big mentor of mine. I mean, he, he did tell me he was like, cause he was a, he was like an engineer, like traveling around city city, building big job, big job sites. And, um, he uh he was like I don't care Zach you go be an art major <laughs> he basically thought I was gonna just like sell my life away doing an art being an art major and I was like he was like well but whatever you do he's like try to mass produce something he's like try to do something where you know if you do come up with something cool you can you know take it to the next level and you know produce it and Good uh, yeah and I was like you know that's I mean, it could be a book. I mean, you could write. It could be, you know, people selling books. It could be selling selling posters. It could be people selling whatever. But for me, I mean, it's kind of clicked with the T-shirt thing, and it's something cheap that, you know, 
anybody can really afford. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, uh, everybody, I don't think t-shirts are going to go out of style anytime soon. So, uh, that's, that's yeah. kind of, it's uh, one of those things. I don't care how bad the economy gets. I mean, people, people might go shirtless, but uh, a lot of people won't. So, yeah. Uh, uh, that's part of the apocalypse that I'm just not looking forward to, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that was kind of cool, you know, just knowing how, you know, how many shirts you can produce. And, you know, if you really set your mind to it, you know, the big orders could happen. And, you know, I mean, it's not every order is going to be a huge, you know, cash crop. But, I mean, heck, you might you might uh, catch that one, make that one phone call that, you know, it's a really good order. And, um that's kind of what we're still doing today. We're just living it day by day, hoping we get that big order. In. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, so that was going in. I mean, that was basically uh, going into summer of my senior year. Uh, like I went back home, worked for dad. I was like my thing. I tried like doing summer school and mm-hmm. kind of doing the, like, I don't want to go back home. I want to, like, work at, work at uh, a summer job in town. Yeah. I just – I didn't, it's just nothing – I don't care. You can call it cheesy, but there's no place like home. And I just yeah. I just love coming back home and seeing buddies and kind of just, you know, even even working for my dad, I, I just like to come – kind of helping the family business out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that – um, so I was kind of doing, like, a, all those – organizations we were printing for we kind of they always thought it my stuff kind of looked like its own brand like it's kind of like its own little girl mm-hmm. brand so that summer i really tried to focus on uh coming up with a apparel brand just like i feel like every kid wants to you know create the next air jordan or you know come out with some cool clothing line that sells millions of shirts but only the artsy fartsy kits but yeah yeah so, <laughs> I was kind of, that was, that was my thing. I was really big into the, to, I grew up on, at home on 40 acres. So like I was real big into the outdoors and, um, you know, like I wasn't a big hunter in high school, but just, I feel like with the older I got, the more I like just kind of hanging out and mm-hmm. kind of like just whether it be sitting in a deer stand or duck blind or, um, fishing on a boat or fishing just at the pond. Um, so like I kind of did this little fishing, hunting, outdoor adventure kind of. Yeah. Uh, kind of brand thing called windward drift um and the whole windward drift things like basically so windward is kind of like if you're on a boat and the wind against the boat is kind of like pushing you back to shore so it's mm-hmm. like the all the stuff you can do on land like you're hunting like you're hiking like you're i mean going out in the woods just being crazy <laughs> and then there's the drift part that's what pushes you out to sea so that would be like your fishing, um, your more aquatic nautical stuff. So uh, um, started that going into senior year summer, just kind of pulling with designs. And uh, and my dad, he was a big supporter of that because he was a he was a real big avid scuba diver. Uh, and um, he just you know he loved he loved just kind of getting right there close to the fish underwater and. Um, he wouldn't even really spearfish or nothing. He'd just kind of be down there going just, it was like his release, you know, kind of what got yeah. away. He's just like a merman. Yeah. He was a merman. Exactly. Yeah. And he got like, he was crazy. He got like super complicated with the diving. Like he could, he was like use a rebreather, which is like recycling your air. And like, he wouldn't have bubbles. And like when you're down in the water, so the fish think you're a fish. Yeah. But, uh, it was yeah. crazy. Like, uh, That's pretty advanced. yeah. Oh yeah. 
he was, I mean, I can't remember what the furthest down he'd said he ever gone, but I mean, it was like, it was crazy, like 200 plus feet. I mean, at least. Uh, the normal scuba dive is like 60. Yeah. I mean, just to, so. Yeah, I, I, I got certified when I was like 12, didn't really know what I was doing, and I just like skimming on the surface, and <laughs> I went down maybe 60 feet, but uh, um, but yeah, he was into it, man, but, but yeah, I mean, to, he, to senior, going in that summer, I guess going into my, uh, I went, I had to go back a uh, semester, because I was doing the victory lap, like a lot of these college kids do, and uh, but I, I was a business minor too, so I had to kind of I had like 23 extra credit hours, so mm-hmm. I like kind of just had one more semester and then I was gonna be done. And uh, but just like life, it throws you curveballs. Uh, dang, Dad, he he was we were uh, he was down at the beach and on a scuba diving trip, and uh, and you know we that weekend kind of um, I was back home doing designs for the Wimmer Drift stuff and kind of just um I literally picked up some equipment to screen print to like just kind of hold in my our garage and mm-hmm. uh drove down to Gastonia and saw some buddies and picked up some equipment some ad on Craigslist and um and uh dad was like he helped me like take the equipment down to the garage it was big it was all like he had to get a forklift and we were like pulling mm-hmm. it off and he was like, he was in a rush because he get down to the beach, scuba dive, and um, and uh, so yeah, he went down and he, needs to say, he never came back. Uh, it was pretty hard weekend, and you know, you, you got your your best, your parents' best friend come knocking on your door, and they're in tears, and uh, you don't so, know. So he passed while he was underwater. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, he, he. What happened? So, I mean, like we were just talking about, he, he was a really advanced scuba diver. And we thought, you know, first thing was, oh, gosh, he, he messed up. You know, something went wrong yeah. with the equipment he was using. And, you know, that when you rebreathe your oxygen, it's, you got to get really dialed in, like, uh, you know, like a formula, like how long you can stay under. And cause, I mean, it's technically it can get toxic because it's like carbon dioxide or CO2 and uh, oxygen kind of mixed together. But that's where our heads, that's what we first thought was, you know, oh crap, you know, he messed up. And, uh, but he had, you know, most divers have like a, like a bailout, um, kind of oxygen tank. And mm-hmm. he, like the, uh, I mean, the, and it was a big ordeal. And, you know, they, um, they took all his diving equipment in, examined it, examined it, and, you know, kind of like, uh, basically did an autopsy report on him and the equipment, kind of just yeah. the, how it all happened. And, um, um, but yeah, he, you know, no signs of, you know, he, the, he never tried to use his bailout tank or his equipment was all fine intact. Um, but they came back on the autopsy report and said he had, uh, I think two clogged arteries and enlarged heart and, uh, said that your father probably had a heart attack underwater. Uh, and that's how it went. Um, I mean, we don't know. I mean, you know, never said goodbye really but uh same time it was one of those things where you know he did what he was doing he he, he died doing what he loved doing you know and it's kind of yeah. like i'm at peace with that and i know he's you know as much as i love him to be here i mean he he went out doing what he loved and uh um and how for, long did it take you 
I want I want to stay on your dad for a minute. Tell me when uh, you no longer want to answer questions about him, but it's very unique to lose a parent in that way. Right. How long did it take you to come to peace with that? Oh, I mean, sure. I remember, I remember going to you know bed the the night of. You know, it's like you know you're scratch your eyes, pat pounding your head, thinking oh this is just dreams dream, and you know yeah. it's uh. It took a while to come to reality, to, you know, to figure out that that really happened and, you know, that you wouldn't see your dad again. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for family and friends and, you know, all that support group, you know, after, you know, grieving something like that and that'll happen. I mean, it, I don't know where I'd be, you know, it's just yeah. they got me through. And um, and the weird thing is, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, he taught me to be like a, you know, work my, work your ass off basically. And, you know, just, uh, you know, take life with a grain of salt in a way. And, uh, and that's kind of, it's weird as it sounds. I mean, that's kind of how I, I got through with a lot of it was just, or got over it, or not over it, but just kind of dealt with the pain and mm-hmm. was just, just grinding out, doing the Wimmer Drift apparel brand and kind of like, he started a business when he was out of college. I mean, he was just doing a landscape of business, but same time I was like, I'm going to do that, you know, like yeah. it fueled the fire for sure. Uh, and I mean, it's, it, there was some like, I mean, you know, people say there's like paranormal stuff that kind of happens during all that. Like, I mean, it was, we loved to listen to music and, uh, it was, I was like in the bathroom and like this, I mean, I had an iPhone, but it was, it was a very, uh, pre-gen iPhone, but uh, it was weird. Like, I didn't really have iTunes or use iTunes much, but like, I had some songs on there, and um, there was a um, a song we liked, and I mean, he 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 wasn't a huge fan of it, but I personally loved it. It was a yeah. uh, Zach Brown free, uh, and um, it was crazy. I was in the bathroom. And like, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of in the bathroom, just kind of, I think just kind of have a moment, you know, just like I was kind of get away from, I think people were at our house, like just, you know, kind of just uh, grieving with us and kind of, uh, and I just, I, it was one of those things I just got to get away, you know, and I went to the bathroom just to kind of have a moment and I might've cried a little bit. I don't know. And that song literally just came on in my pocket and on my phone and yeah. like, it played and, uh, it was weird. I just, it was like, you get cold chills go all the way down your body and you're like, what the heck? And I mean, that, I mean, I don't care if you're a religious person or not. Like that was, that's a, I mean, that was a weird kind of almost like that was him, you know, like he was kind of like, say, Hey, you know, I'm free, you know, yeah, you know, I'm here for you. You know, I'm, you know, don't, you know, don't stress. But, uh, um, I hadn't told people a lot of that. That happened, but it, it that's that was crazy. That's probably one of the craziest things that's like ever happened for us in a paranormal state like that. But uh, uh um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I looked at, I looked at it as you know, it's time for me to grow up a little bit. You know, I mean, you gotta put on your big boy pants, and you can't just, I mean, you can't dwell on the past and just you know sulk and sulk. I mean. You, you got every right to, you know, you know, cry on somebody's shoulder or, you know, think about the good times you have with that person and um, all the life you had together. But at the same time, you know, you got to you gotta move on eventually. And, I mean, it's not like we don't, I don't go see them or, you know, talk to them still. But, I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
I think it was him just trying to say, hey, it'll be all right, you know? Yeah. And I think I think you're right. There is a difference. Um, I call it living in their trauma. Like right. it is a choice to move on. And I deal with a lot of people who don't really know what that looks like, which is totally fair. Right. You go through something totally unexpected and devastating. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, what yep. does life look like after this thing, after this traumatic experience? And a lot of people don't know what to do, which is totally fair. Like, how would they know? How would you know how to live life without your dad? You've never had to do it. Right. But I do find that there's a difference between people who have a really devastating experience and choose because it is a choice. And I'm sure you had to make that choice so many times where you say, I'm going to choose to move forward. I'm going to choose to allow myself the space for this pain and grieving and sadness. But I'm also I can't stay there. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's 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 a balancing act. I mean, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta kind of you know if you don't if you just totally block it out, that's definitely not healthy. <laughs> you're yeah. just like right. you're like okay, well maybe I think that's why people turn into alcoholics. You know? Yeah, if the next day you're like it doesn't affect me at all, and it's like uh, talk to me in six months when you're never sober. Like yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why people drink, you know, or do other things is you know that does kind of you know it take them away from that grief, but uh. I mean, I don't know if it's how you're, I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I've, the older I've gotten, I mean, I've definitely learned that, you know, everybody's different and like, it's, you're not like everybody's wired different. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, gosh, think about today. I mean, how the world's so freaking, you know, torn apart and it's so divided. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's, I get it. You got your own beliefs and stuff, but I mean, man, like come together, man. Like you, you know, everybody's different, but I mean, you can't be stubborn enough to realize that somebody's different, like different for a reason, you know? And yeah. it's, I don't know if it's being that hybrid guy that's a little artsy, a little bit of jock, a little bit of this, but like, I, I really feel like I can relate to almost anybody or like, or like, I can't, I might not have gone through what you've been through, but like, I, you know, I'm, um, it's just like I can under, I'm understandable and uh, yeah, I'm empathy a, is a skill. Like yep. it's a skill that you practice. Do I want to empathize with some people? Not the people wearing six million wasn't enough shirts, but right. like I just have no empathy for those people. But like most people, yes. Some yeah. people, for me, I ain't empathizing with shit. Right. Like, a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely got a kind of. Um, I mean, it's like stuff you see on Facebook or something. It's like, should I co- could I comment on that? Yes. Oh God. Should Listen, I? No. If no one hears anything I say tonight, get off of Facebook for your mental health. <laughs> like, yes. Just yes. get off of it. Oh, so you, man. so lost your dad. How old were you? You would have been twenty-two uh, ish when he passed. Yeah, I was. How old are you now? I'm twenty-eight. Uh, so yeah, that was like six years ago. So. Whatever that what's is. What's it like now versus what's it like then? For people that maybe had a recent loss and they're like, oh my God, am I going to experience this forever? Like, what would you, what is it? Um, Talk about now versus then? Like, kind yeah, of. Like, six years later versus maybe like one year later. Right. Um, I mean, it's sad to say, but you definitely, ah, I mean, I feel bad saying it, but you, I mean, you, you don't think about them as much. I mean, I guess this, I mean, I got it. That's normal. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, it's it's more of like, I mean, you know, like I, mean, I remember thinking about, you know, trying to replay what happened in my mind like that, you know, for the next years after that, you know, happened and kind of like the what ifs thing, you know, oh man, like what if I stressed that out trying to get, you know, help him get that equipment off the truck for me and so he can get off to the beach and, um, it's like, you know, you kind of, you don't blame yourself, but I mean, I I definitely kind of did like, what if, you know, had that, what if kind of mentality for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, going back to the, you know, just the friends being there for you and the family, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, that, I mean, they're, they're the ones making you still laugh and still kind of get over that loss. And I mean, if I didn't have friends and family, I mean, gosh, it'd be, it, it might still be bad, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I think the importance of having a community is something, um, it's talked about a lot in like grieving circles, but trauma isolates you when right. you go through something traumatic, it, you've gone through something, some, n- not very many people understand Right. And I find that it's hard. It's so easy to withdraw and to go into self. And it's it's I think in in, what am I trying to say? Sorry. In like phases like that, you Mm -hmm. need someone who's going to reach out and say, like, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm not going to let you be your own island. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, for uh, I mean, for two, I mean, it's. Was, I mean, there's definitely some things like, you know, I mean, I can go to a particular part of the house or even like on that 40 acres that we have and automatically like, you know, think of pops or something, you know, and I think that's good to have that. And, yeah. Um, I mean, and yeah. I've, uh, and But like, it's, I think that kind of like at the time, you know, it's like, all right, you, know, you need to hang out with your friends and family, you know, let them kind of help you and, and, you know, do things like I was like I was saying, work kind of got me like mm-hmm. motivated to kind of like start my own path and do what my dad did. And, you know, just kind of blaze my own trail type deal. And that mm-hmm. that probably for sure is like you know, if I ever feel bad, it's like, all right, let's do a design. <laughs> let's, let's turn yeah. negativity into like a cool design or yeah. let's turn that into. Distraction uh, has, <laughs> has its place. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just like anger. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, do I want to punch this person? Kind of, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to just take it out in a rap song or I'm going to go listen to my, in my yeah. songs in the car really loud, you know, <laughs> whatever oh, you mean. You, like, write raps. I was like, drop a beat right now. Hey, you know, if it was this time on a Friday, I might. <laughs> I'll but, tell uh, you the process I go through not to punch people in the face is like this. So I go self, do you want to be an asshole? And then I'm like, yeah, no, I do. I definitely do. And then I'm like, self. Yes. <laughs> do you really want to? And then I'm like, no. Like right. like a teenager where it's like, no. And I'm yeah. like, yes. <laughs> it's so hard not to just. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's part of the podcast. I feel like this, this could be, this is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, podcasts are the funnest because I never know where they're going. I'm just yeah. like, I like we talked before we hit record, I'm like, here's the points I want to hit, but right. it's like I need the two pieces of bread, but like the stuff that makes up the sandwich. Oh yeah, that's what happens. I mean. Maybe it'll be marshmallow fluff and Cheetos. Maybe it'll be ham and Swiss cheese. Like I don't really know what it's gonna be made up of. Yeah, I mean, that's exciting. What's the weirdest sandwich you've ever eaten? 
sandwich. Um, so you're gonna call me crazy, but God, I'm about to like give a secret, and it's actually a good secret because I never oh, thought it was good. Everybody, listen up. Secret yeah. Sandwich. So, like I said, I like the outdoors, and we like we like camping out and stuff. And we were camping out one time. We had bread, and um, so yeah. I took a Slim Jim. This is actually. <laughs> Dad had a part of this action now to think about it. Because he got me and my brother on eating Slim Jims when we were little. <laughs> like the things you buy at the grocery store. The yeah. Yeah. Well, if you put one on a on a stick then like and put it over the fire, it melts all the grease off and like all the nastiness, the stuff that's bad for you. And it basically turns it into a sausage link. And it's awesome. <laughs> so we did like two or three of those and put some cheese on it and put it on a sandwich one time. And, it was awesome. It was like a sausage cheese sandwich. <laughs> Very weird. That's, was good. that's weirder than I thought. Yeah. Pretty weird. I'm, I'm an art major. Yeah. I'm, I get pretty weird too. So. Strange bird. Strange bird. Yeah. Oh, man. I've ate my fair share of birds too. You what? <laughs> so I've ate my fair share of birds too. Take a duck hunting. You know, you got your, you got your mallard, your geese, your, you know, I, I can go on. I can tell you a lot of good recipes for some sandwiches. Do you but, put Slim Jims on them? Like, do you stuff the birds with Slim Jims and then wrap them? <laughs> you then usually wrap them around and bake and bake. That's the best. And Slim Jims. Like, that's no, I haven't thought of that with the duck part, but that really would take so it to a whole other level. Probably like <laughs> a whole other level. <laughs> probably would. You're we, like stuff it with lemons. No, we stuff with Slim Jims up in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's um, yeah, talking. That's probably not good. That's probably a, just I was talking about a uh, high blood pressure and all that. It's probably not good to do that. But uh, hey, do it while you're young, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, balance it. I don't know. So, 28 now. I have owned a business for five or six years. Yeah. You just merged last year, right, with Ink and Stitches. Yep, yep. We we uh we bought. I mean, gosh, we we were. It was cool. We were looking for a. We were busting at the seams at the old shop. I mean, we were. Um, we had we had tractor trailers coming in with pallets of t-shirts, and they were wondering where our loading dock was. And we and you're like uh, out front. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, we just got to unload them all by hand. Sorry. And, um, and that was smart because on Church Street, I mean, Church Street right there where Sunset is mm. in downtown Ashburn, that's a busy area. Yeah. And it was like three o'clock when people starting to get off work. And um, I remember we he stopped and, you know, he let, he basically had to put a you know road cone out and stop traffic. And we had probably. Now we probably unloaded 20 boxes of t-shirts and wow. just like kind of like an assembly line. Just here you go, yeah. here you go. And, um, but it was, it was funny. I mean, that was definitely like a, like a man, where are we going to put these shirts on the roof? <laughs> we didn't know, but, uh, we like, uh, it worked. I mean, but then like, you know, the, my girlfriend Casey, she was like, you know, you just she she's very reserved, and I'm like really go out there and get it kind of guy. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you just need to take advantage of the space, as much space as you got while you got it, and just take full advantage. And I was like, okay. And I mean, six months later, I was like, we have no more space. <laughs> so, I mean, it was crazy. You couldn't even hear yourself thinking there, but uh, 
Um, it was so small you had to go outside to change your mind. Yeah, exactly. And eat a Slim Jim sandwich. So, uh, <laughs> Um, tries it and like listen if anyone tries it just freaking tag us on instagram and be like slim jim sandwich for life <laughs> i don't think anyone's gonna do this you remember when people used to drink oh god this was disgusting i don't know if well you were maybe you're a dude and dudes watch a lot of youtube i'm stereotyping but it's fine you remember when people do the rat challenge where no, they would rat. put a dead rat in a liquid and then drink it uh, i never saw that i remember that Anyway, don't do that, but the gym challenge. Yeah, like a new strand of COVID just waiting to happen. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You bursting at the seams looking for a bigger space. Yeah, so so Mike, I mean, obviously me and Mike and Penny had a, Ink and Stitches had a real good relationship just from kind of outsourcing things to them in college and and Mike had always kind of like joked around about it, like just come take my job, you know, like yeah. you can just come, you know, just come buy buy me out. And uh, he was like low key serious though. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, very <laughs> serious. And, and you know, he's 57. You know, he's kind of getting burnt out a little bit. He wants to retire. Yeah, he's wanting to retire, kind of. And his kid, I mean, he's trying to be there for his kids. I get it. And uh, I was like looking at spots, you know, just I kind of I mean yet again, you know, you want to blaze your own trail, like you know, I don't want to like, you know just like take take them over and you know just like kind of like not like i was kind of like almost like too humble to be like i want to i didn't want to do that for a time yeah. i want to build my own shop i want to yeah. want to um you know keep like have my own clientele that i built from the ground up and you know carry that on and um but i mean theoretically it's a small town and it's like yeah. it's like let's just 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 embrace the small town business yeah. and you know heck if we can gain that by you know taking over ring and stitches and and take my business that i've already started and my clientele and their clientele and make one big superhero i mean i was like heck yeah so yeah super shop that, yeah super shop you know but it's one of those i mean obviously it came down to numbers and trying to figure out if it was worth it and yeah that's what have you found so you've been it's been a year i'm really bad at timelines yeah Yeah, in january we tried to do it like a smooth transition so january 1 of 2020 we went into um here uh the ink and stitches spot oh my god dude happy anniversary yeah i mean it's basically i was probably here i guarantee it i was here probably a year ago probably like fixing these floors or putting up these walls. Like, I mean, we, we did a lot. Can you the sign behind you, by the way? Uh, yeah. So good. I think I can turn my computer screen. Ah, it looks good. Uh, I actually shout out to URA Charter Academy. Their uh, wood shop actually did that with a CNC machine. Excuse me? Yeah. Kids are going to, they're, I wish I had that stuff when I was growing up. But Holy cow. That's cool. Yeah. So hopefully all those kids will, be making millions of dollars one day but yeah remember me <laughs> yeah remember me <laughs> but yeah i mean we we just i mean one thing i want to do is just and that's kind of it's still kind of going into this year is just you know um i mean make it i mean it, it was real cluttered ah here we go <laughs> tell me about your dreams for this year because y'all when we first when oh my god okay so after a day of clients like my brain stops working so we're recording this at like 8.15 at night. Thank you for being here so late. Yes. 
Oh, uh, but like my mouth stops working. So like, what was I saying? So before we pressed record, uh-huh. I was like, Zach, tell me your big dreams for the year. And Zach was like, ah, uh, so we, do on, we do it on record. Tell right. us your big dreams for the year. Well, I mean, the, I mean, you look at, you know, I guess as the year goes by here, you know, we were kind of like, you know, what, you know, what have we done? I mean, first we embraced what had happened, you know, oh, you know, we did all this good, good, good. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's always that, what can we do better? And, um, and I think anybody should do that, whether it be their own life yeah. goals or their own just achievements, whatever. But, uh, that's kind of what I did. And, you know, we, um, I think I was, luckily I'm pretty good friends with our, some of the guys that work here and, I think we sat down and had a couple of beers and kind of were like, Hey, you know, what do you guys want? Cause I mean, I'm all about the employees too, you know, making them want to be here. Um, I was like, you know, is there, you know, is there anything for 2021 you guys want to, you know, have and try to do better and uh, more money. <laughs> so who's making more money? <laughs> yeah. But I did. That's, I think that's one of the first things that gave my guys a raise. Uh, and, um, they want like a, break area like one of those like canopies that they can like have a grill under and stuff i was like you know i'm not gonna bring the grill but yeah you know, i might can get you some sort of canopy or something <laughs> they're uh, like here's our lunch break we're grilling hot dogs yeah i mean yeah 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 we better get sponsored by slim jim after this no. i hope so <laughs> um but no going back to us though i mean it, <laughs> we've got a real big printing press in the back uh and it's it's an automatic press it's like the spaceship i mean it's it's like 17 it looks like a spaceship no yeah for real it's huge uh but um you know we got it because i mean there's definitely some big orders reoccurring orders that we have that you know require that you probably have need you need something like that to you know kind of keep on schedule and you know hit deadlines and so it's good in the crunch time and you know when you have a lot of these big orders go but i would love it sits too much so i think we're going to try to bring on a salesperson and uh kind of hit you know the greensboro slash high point even in the i mean you know the triad was called triad just taking over it's fine i'm here for it (laughs) well it's you know if you pay that much money for a printing press it's like man i'd hate to see it sit and collect right. dust, uh, You're like make me more money what right. is the number one thing you've had to overcome or like talking like mindset or learning how to deal with people or what's like the number one thing that you've had to overcome being an entrepreneur well or being a successful boss because they're not always hand in hand no yeah that's the thing is a lot of stuff i mean some stuff goes in hand in hand but like like i thought well i hate like so okay just be honest it's a safe space (laughs) it's a safe space but like if you get somebody coming in and you know you kind of know them and they're like good to talk to i'll see myself talking to them for I've had people in here for two, three hours at a time, and like it doesn't seem like it because we're doing what me and you are doing, just talking. Yeah. And sure enough, you look at your watch, and two hours have gone by, and you're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to make two calls, three calls, do this other thing over here, and so like time management, I mean, I still have tried to tackle that, 
and suck at it. Um, and that's why I'm here right now at 8 o'clock at night because I couldn't manage my time till 5 when normal people get off work, so I'm here till 8. So. It's a lot of boundary work, though. A lot of people don't, like... Oh, no. And that's what pisses me off. And I can say F you millennials because I'm a millennial myself. But, like, people just think it's going to fall out of the sky. No, it's not going to fall out of the sky unless you're Bill Gates' son or, I guess, Donald Trump's kids. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta work your butt off. It's like, yeah. And I'm a little old school too, but like, man, you gotta work and you gotta. I mean, I don't, it's just, it's you gotta grind it out. And I mean, if you want to sell pins to a freaking pin store, I mean, you gotta make the best damn pin and handcraft it and sell it and do all this crap that no one else is doing. Be different. How do you grind it out when you don't want to? Well, that's well, a very specific skill. See, that's the thing is I want to do this. I don't, I come to work wanting to do work. I like being here. I like printing t-shirts. I like design. I like being artsy. I like doing, I mean, that's just, I don't know. It's just me. I just, so maybe one of the secrets then is that you, hopefully not everyone can do this, but you try to either find work that you enjoy or you just find parts of your work that you enjoy. Like I'm sure there's parts that you don't like. Like I hate dealing with insurance or doing paperwork like god it makes you want to jump off a bridge but like if i want to do what i want to do then i have to do the things i have to do right yeah i mean um it's a balancing act i mean you gotta yeah you kind of i got this i mean uh i'm a hairstylist i keep a a planner every day and it has very detailed oriented things that keep me on schedule try to it gets all sidetracked but uh yeah there's like a part of my day that's like the busy work you know take care of bills or take care of the insurance or take care like you know if you got to figure out like first year we had no business cards and i was like crap we need business cards so i just like took i put it in my planner and said hey we got to have a hour or two hours out of the day where we design slash print some cool business cards yeah. Did you guys print them yourself? Well, I, I, I wish we did, but no, we sent them off to a very um, popular company. The rhymes with Smith to Sprint. You don't want them to sponsor you either? I don't want them to <laughs> But we are sending some to Village Printing, too, for some sales reps, because we're getting a sales rep. So, uh, Dude, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, we're... Um, and that's, I mean, that's a, that's a thing. You can't just go into like, you know, oh yeah, we need a sales rep. Like you got to figure out why you need a sales rep and where, where like you got to make a curriculum. It's kind of like a, I mean, like thank yeah. God for QuickBooks because you can like break down the month to month and see kind of like what you did that month. And so I mean, basically we're just, I'm basically just treating it like, you know, analytics and say, Hey, you know, this is where we're at this time last year. We need to be here. Yeah. Uh, Very cool, my dude. I don't know. You, I'm not very uh, – I actually did kind of like math. I never really was good at math because I, I would just, like, think way into it. But, like, uh, I guess kind of goes back to the – if you love the business and you love kind of what you're doing and you've been there and you know how to do it, then you kind of know what to expect and you know kind of, you know. Four or five years in, you also have a lot of data. Like, the beautiful thing about those accounting platforms is, like, they keep your data so you don't have to. And it's yeah. like – I don't have to actually do math. QuickBooks will do it for me. Like, oh my God, yes. So maybe one of the secrets is find things that make your life easier when it's stuff you hate to do. Yes. 
called automation. <laughs> automation. Yes. Nation, nation. So we're about at time. How do people find you? If they're like, dude, Zach is so cool. I want to be cool like Zach and I want to buy shirts. Um, how do people find you? Well, uh, the old World Wide Web's a good place. <laughs> so we got a website. For younger people, it's the internet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what is it? It's I think it's the-warehouse.com, and it's W-E-A-R, like you wear it. Very clever, by the way. Like. Yeah, I, I thought of that driving down like 220 and coming back from school and um then like I, I didn't I thought it was just like a me and me only thing but there's a ton of places called the warehouse like not like just the warehouse like we are but like there's men's warehouse that's spelled like it and here in Ashford there's a clothes warehouse and I didn't know clothes warehouse was spelled like that but it's like that I uh, never noticed that yep you don't notice it until you have your own name that has the same thing. So, I find that I get some of my best ideas while driving. Are you that way too? Oh, yes, for sure. Like one time I called my sister. I used to drive for work a lot, like four hours a day I would drive. So I called my sister one morning and I was like, Angela. And she was like, why are you yelling at 7 a.m.? It's too early. She's like, it's too early and you're yelling. Because right. I always yell when I'm on the phone when I get excited. I just yell when I'm excited like a small puppy. And I was like, Angela. And she yeah. was like, what, you psycho? And I was like, you need a cupcake truck. That's what I was just telling her, like, why she needs to start a freaking mobile cupcake business. And I had, like, such a good name for it. It was, like, the Sweet Tooth or the Sweet Truck or Sugar, sugar Truck. I don't know, whatever. Right. And I was just like you need to start this. And she was like, yeah, I'll get right on that, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. If she's listening to this, you need a cupcake truck. Yeah. And I called her a few months ago and I was like, Angela. And she was like, what do you want? And I was like, we're going to start a champagne bar and call it Bubbles. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It yeah. would be really fun though. Like if she yeah. I mean, and there's been times where I've thought of stuff like that, and then I'll forget, and that's when you really hit yourself. It's like, what was that? Like, that could have been a million-dollar idea. I'm so smart. I'm so smart, and then I forget how smart I am, yeah. Put it – oh, I, I literally have a note section in my phone. Oh, don't even – yeah, listen. So David wants to start a brewery, so I have literally, like, 50 beer names. <laughs> listen, if anyone wants me to name a business or come up with a clever slogan for them, just friggin' DM me. Like, I love it. But that's <laughs> – Again, a separate conversation. So yeah. we brilliant ideas when we're driving. They find you at the-warehouse.com. You are located in Asheboro for anyone that needs screen printing. Yes. Um, yeah, we're downtown on South Fable Street, next to the prison, actually. Woohoo! It's, it's weird to say, but people know where you're at when you tell them you're beside the prison. I mean, fair. But, I mean, I don't know why people know where the prison is. Maybe they've been there. I don't know, but hey. You just go there to have to have yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, but uh, um, I, I think the I think Instagram is probably our biggest platform. Uh, What's think, your handle? I think it's uh, the dot warehouse. I'm pretty sure. You don't uh, even know. I'm gonna check for you. Uh, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think it's on my card. Yeah, there you go, right there. The 
Not everyone's going to watch it on video, you weirdo. Oh, yeah. W-E-A-R house. There we go. Yep. The dot warehouse. Right. <laughs> For people on YouTube, they're going to be like, it's fuzzy. Um, <laughs> what do you want to leave our people with? So they've stuck with us this long. Kudos to everyone who does. And if you got off early, we hate you, although you can't hear it. Um, what do you want to leave people with? Well, I mean, I had too many friends that kind of were like, it's not like, I mean, they're like kind of multi-personalities in a way. It's like, you know, like, I don't care who you're around or how ritzy or how, you know, trashy or whatever it may be, like who you're hanging out with, but like, just be yourself and like, just, I don't care. I mean, and especially today's time I and mean, people can be themselves and it's acceptable and like just I like that and I like that you know you can you can blaze your own trail and I mean it's still America you can still have the American dream and do kind of you know that thing of trying to go out there and work for it and I mean I kind of preached on that too and you know so just be yourself how do people do that I mean how do you do it how do you know when it's yourself versus not yourself well thinking of like occupation well I think work-wise you know it's like you it's yeah you said not everybody it's hard to do that but if you can come to go to wherever that place is you call job and it feels like it's not uh the biggest pain in the ass it's still gonna be a bit a pain in the back pain in the ass but like if you can make it not a pain in the ass like <laughs> maybe half the time yeah slowly work to 60 percent of the time I mean, or work to finding where you do enjoy it. So yeah. a lot of people, I think, stay miserable because they're like, well, I don't know what's better than this. And I'm like, probably anything. Right. <laughs> work yeah, towards I mean, it. And but like, yeah, I mean, if you be yourself and you kind of, I mean, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm talking to my teenage self not knowing what the heck I wanted to do. But like, I mean, just. Don't follow your passion. Yeah, I mean, and don't think it's a stupid idea. I mean, some people, some people think like, oh, you know, making balloons is stupid. But man, there's a lot of clowns that make balloons. It probably makes some pretty good dang money. I mean, and there's, I mean, whatever. I mean, and so don't listen take, to naysayers. Is yeah, what take it to the next level. And I mean, yeah, don't don't spend all your, you know, your your life's dream away and cash on something and but i mean slowly like, make it make sense make a i mean like that planner thing like, i i stick to my planner that's like my organized organized thing where i can stay in the loop and kind of like know what i'm doing but like make a plan whether it be on a piece of paper or an excel sheet or a circle like, i like i'm a big believer in circle maps you know make make you a little like points to go out and then like you know this kind of connects to this and then this connects to that and like make it all like so i guarantee you somewhere in there you can find something that has to do with like a, a career field or something that obviously is your passion because you're putting it in a bubble but like you can kind of connect the dots and i so guarantee you can start you. figuring out who you are by just yeah. figuring out what your interests are yes and, okay. and just i mean I think that's really good advice because a lot of people say be yourself, right? But then when like, just like when you did, like when you get down into the nitty gritty and ask people what that looks like, it's easy to say for us, but it's like, how, how do people do that? That's not you. And it's like, you figure out what you're interested in. You don't listen to people 
who don't believe in you. Right. Don't listen to those people. Like they're probably not living a life that they enjoy because if they were, they wouldn't be crapping on your dreams. Like people who are living a life that they enjoy don't crap on other people's dreams. That's always people that are miserable. Yeah. And I I think too, I I always think of the positive of everything. Like, it's, I've had people crap on my dreams. So I've had people crap on, hey, you want to make stupid T-shirts? Like, but in in hindsight, they're kind of just jealous that they're not doing it, and you are. So yeah. I mean, yeah. like that, and I mean, I just always try to. I mean, I've always had this. I always try to. I always smile. My I remember I had an AIM screen name. It was Smiley Fry Twenty Two, and <laughs> because I always was smiling, and I still like to smile. Oh God, AOL. I know. Oh, it was great. I mean, that was like my first girlfriend, I think, was on AOL. You know? Awesome. So, be positive. Don't listen to negative people and figure out what your interests are and follow them. I like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's – you summed up perfectly. That was great. This is what I do. <laughs> I'm always like, what is the point in what you're saying? <laughs> oh, I, I get it. real fun for David, who just wants to tell me a story, and I'm like oh. – Oh, yeah. I go and I go in left field, and then I'll go around my ass and elbow to get here, and it's it's uh. Yeah, it's fine. But I mean, it's fine. You <laughs> weren't <laughs> interviewing, so. You're right. I did ask you. Like you asked for this. Yeah. So. All right, dude. Holy. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for your time, and um, I'm glad we finally got to schedule this. It was. Yeah. You canceled on me one time. I canceled on you. Said so third time's a charm. So. Third time is the charm. Yep. Thanks, my dude. You were awesome. Well, I guess we'll see you later, alligator. (laughs) Stay positive. Okay, the ending of podcasts are always so awkward, right? Like, (laughs) anyway, thanks for hanging out until the end, and I hope that it was helpful for you. What do you guys think of the episode? Have you experienced a loss like that too? And how did you guys overcome it? Let me know. Like I love when people talk to me about these things. So I hope you are well and I hope you have a wonderful day. Y'all go be good.